Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So Dwight, the next one that we're going to talk about is a very fun one. It's not a chase, but it's close, where basically you just can't stop moving. Nothing, you you can't stop to re- regroup, recover, you just have to keep moving. This is a great one. This is actually one of my favorite ones to do. It's used really well in the horror genre, and you don't have to do anything horrible with it. It's just, it it it, it in general becomes horror, mm-hmm. um, even if there's nothing intrinsically horror about it. So let me talk about one of the, my most favorite episodes ever on television. It's from uh, the new season, uh, well, like the new episodes of Battlestar Galactica, like not the ones from the 70s and 80s. It's in the first season. I think it's the, actually the third episode, and it's called 33. Okay? Yes. 33. You don't need to know anything about this episode. I show it to people that, like, I don't like sci-fi, and I show them this episode, and they love it. And I'll tell you why. Because it doesn't. you don't need to know anything about this. All you need to know is when you start watching the episode is that there's a group of robots that are tracking down humanity and trying to kill the last vestiges of humans. And for whatever reason, um, every 40, every 33 minutes, basically, uh, the robots find them. And so what it is, is they have these faster than light drives. I'm not going to bore you, but a faster than light drive takes about 40 ish minutes to recharge. And every 33 minutes, the robots jump into their space and then they have to scramble these human fighter fi- pilots to go and kill the robot fighter pilots. And then eventually, like, you know, seven minutes later, they gear up and like, okay, the fleet can start jumping. And then the main battleship waits for the civilians to jump. And then they call in their fighters and they're literally having to crash, almost crash land um, onto the deck so they can be jump to the next location and if they don't make it they they stay there they they're they're lost in time and space basically and then the robots kill them and then 33 minutes later it goes again and where you start the episode is like i don't know maybe 40 hours into this humans are tired they're worn out they're on stims they're on stims to keep them awake and they're running out of ships because your ships are getting damaged every time, and your pilots are making more and more and more mistakes. They can't sleep, though, because you can't sleep for 33 minutes. And the robots just know if we can just keep this up, everything's going to go crazy. Slow burn. It's a slow burn. Yeah. And so this is this is the feeling you want to create. And so here's how you do this in your game, okay? In a lot of ways, I just told you kind of how you can do it in your sci-fi game. But if you're doing this in fantasy, like high fantasy, your D&Ds of the world, you basically have something chasing your players that cannot be killed. Now that could be a thing that they just can't kill. Like it could just be something like six, six to 10 levels above them and whatever they throw at it, it does not die. And they're like, Oh crap, we got to go. Or it could be low. You could have hordes of goblins or hordes of something. Right. There's so many of them. You can't kill them all. It's the Lord of the Rings when they find out that, you know, uh, they're in a tomb. Right, and Pippin knocks the rock or something. Yes, yeah, the, the whole hornet's nest drops an entire plate of armor with a dude in it down. Oh the yeah, but the point is, they get assaulted by all these goblins. They kill the first batch, and then all of a sudden, they kind of get out and they realize, oh my god, there's millions of them. So they can stay there for the rest of their short lives and fight these million of goblins, or they can do what they did do, which was run. run. <laughs> And then at the end, of course, there's that fun surprise with a Balrog and, and Gandalf. But what I'm saying is what you have there is you have this conversation of they have to keep running. 
And they do a really good job of it in the books. In the movie, you get a kind of a shot where they're having to go over some of these ancient stairs that have been destroyed just over time. They've fallen apart. And they got to throw each other and they got to, you know, they got to throw the hobbits to one another. And meanwhile, there's arrows whistling through the air. Any of them mm-hmm. could be hit by an arrow at any time. You have this huge tension where it's like, we cannot stop moving. Now, imagine this in your D&D game, okay? You're... Whatever you're doing, doesn't really matter. You're, you're, you walk into this cave and your players are just running through it really simply. This is the moment where you can actually have a thing starts to chase them that they cannot kill. You can just literally pull it out of the monster manual, find something that's like 10 things above them, 10 levels above them, six levels above them. And it starts to come at them and they go, oh my God, wait a minute. This is going to kill every one of us. Hopefully they'll realize it. In fact, you should tell them that it's going to kill them. Like there's nothing they can do. Like the first time they throw something at it, like just make sure it has the lowest in it and let it go and literally hide all your dice and literally just do like half damage to the biggest, baddest guy they have. And only when one hit and then look at them and go, this thing's going to kill you all. You should probably run and then start doing this chase where they got, they can't stop moving. The other thing you can do that's a cool, fun version of can't stop moving, which isn't as big as bad as that, is you lock them in a spot where they can't get out easily. And there's no safe, real place to rest. And so, um, so if you're familiar with like the Tomb of Horrors, it could be the Tomb of Horrors, but the door locks when you get in. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Probably would kill the entire party, frankly. But the point of that entire... Yeah, he's groaning over here because he's only died like 100 times in... I think 22 times, I think, literally, like, in the tomb. I was the fighter, so I died less than the rogue did. But mine was getting my arms ripped apart in the first door. First door. Our rogue kept getting killed by every single trap. Yeah. Point is, you can have this situation where it's not as bad as that. But you have this conversation where you just can't stop moving. And... So there's no place that's safe. And so what happens is their their resources, their magic, their health is all just depleting to the point where at the end, you let them out. At the end, they kind of find the last door and they get out. In fact, I wouldn't even have a pre-made uh, map for this. I would just start making a map up on, the, on fly the fly that would just make them just keep going through stuff until finally I realize that I'm probably going to kill one of them by accident. I might want to have them exit. And they leave, and the thing that's following them decides to leave them alone, oh. just like the just like the um, goblins left them alone. Yeah. Now, granted, that whole bridge went away, and you can have an event like that where it's like you realize, okay, once they get through this, like I'm going to give them the ability to like, okay, hey, look, there's a rope bridge up ahead. You think you could get to the other side and cut it? Yep. Quick re and going back to Lord of the Rings, once they destroyed the bridge, their trouble wasn't over. It was just a brief enough of a pause well they were able to get out and then they realized that they had to move on because the orcs would now start i mean the the goblins would come out of the mountains a different way yes but it gave them enough of a brief thing to catch their breath and keep going after they realized they need to keep moving yep and that's exactly it and then they found rest and respite right in the the elven force and that's exactly what you need to do is have them then get to resp rest and respite where they can't do it again the end of the episode 33 is they figure out exactly why that's happening i'm not going to ruin that for you but what they end up doing is once they once they see the clock turn to 34 they're like oh my god did the thing we do work 35 36 and and all the pilots are sitting in the cockpit ready to ready ready to go just in case and they're sitting there like hour 
after hour. And they really what happened is uh, once they hit the 40 minute mark, they jumped again because the idea is like, if I can do two FDL faster than light jumps, it's going to be even harder for you to find me. Mm-hmm. But even then they're like, no one came. Holy crap. And they kept us up for a couple of hours. And then they finally just said, okay, finally, we can just rest. And they just chilled out someplace and rested for probably weeks to get back and get their pilot, their fighter pilots back up and running and their fighters repaired. I mean, I mean, I was going to say World War II had, mo- had, had the Germans had a lot of their uh, troops on, on a lot of drugs and stuff like that. So once they hit France on the Ardennes, the reason why they didn't push Dunkirk was they're done. Yeah. They're going to sit in here for recoup for the next couple of weeks while there's slower army moves who aren't always. Who aren't, who aren't doped up. Yeah. And that's another fun thing, too, you could think about is, I mean, what if uh, you have a guy who's doping up lower-level monsters to make them into higher-level monsters and that causes them to frenzy? I mean, there's so many ways you can do this. But the point is you want to have something, some way, some means – that your players are unable to rest. It could be a, a dungeon they can't get out of because what happened is as soon as they walked through this one door, things started pursuing them. And now they got to go through the rest of the dungeon as fast as they can to try to find a way out. You're going to give them a way out, but not until you've almost drained them of a lot of their health. And that's the entire point of this adventure is to show them in a lot of ways, you're human or dwarf or elf, but you're not a god. You're mortal. And yeah, you're awesome if you can walk in and do your disintegrate spell and then go to bed. But I'm not going to give you that that opportunity. It's really good against players that get cocky. Mm-hmm. And it's really good to do this against, if you want to do a little bit of a horror aspect without even having to do horror, this is a great thing to do. But I will tell you that it's uh, it, they will remember this for a long time. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.